Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Jam XP Podcast. I'm your host, Jam Jess. And I'm your co-host, Chris TFS. Uh, with today's episode, we are going to be talking about the top 10 influential songs to us, whether that be of all time or getting us into the scene has yet to be, well, we didn't really discuss that. And I think we took two different directions on this. Uh, we agreed to the topic, but we, we didn't go further than that. So I'm curious to see where this goes. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were doing molded us, but we'll see how this goes. This molded me in the scene. I guess. You know, as, I guess as you'll similar. see. They're similar. As you'll see, yeah. So we each went through kind of 10 songs and identified 10 songs. How would you like to do this? Do you want to riddle off one and then I'll do one and make that our way down our good. list? I All can right. start it. Go for it. Well, mine is not really starting with one single band. I mean, I'm I'm talking going back to what my dad used to listen to, the oldies. Music like The Bangles, Huey Lewis, Beach Boys, Queen, ACDC, and the all-famous Paul Abdul, plus a little <laughs> bit of Ace of Base. I mean, I grew up with those kind of those kind of songs and music. Yeah. And I feel like that slightly molded me into a more upbeat type of music and then slight rock as well. Plus, uh, of course, you know, in like middle school times, I was really into boy bands, you know, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Plus, it wasn't. I mean, I don't know if anyone remembers the boy band named Five. Yeah. And then you got LFO, BB Mac, and 98 Degrees. I mean, those kind of molded me, I guess, in a way, new bands now that I listen to now are kind of boy bands of a sort. Yeah. So, so fun, I've... fun fact about boy bands and me. So we, we established, I went to a Backstreet Boys concert a few years back. The Millennium album of Backstreet Boys was the first album I physically bought for myself. And 98 Degrees actually played the New York State Fair in 2021. And I saw them. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I ever saw them live unless they opened for someone. I feel like they did, but I don't remember who. I just remember that Aaron Carter opened for Backstreet Boys the year I saw them, which made sense since his brother was in Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and so, yeah, before all the, the family drama occurred. Yes. In the years after. Yes. But onto the music more in the scene that we're, you know, dedicated to talking about. Uh, I'd have to go with Green Day, Dookie. But the song that really resonates with me was When I Come Around. And I mm -hmm. believe in like sixth grade is when I was introduced to them by my brother. That was a great album and introduction. So I know you're a couple years older than me. I remember being introduced to it by my sister in fourth grade. In fourth so, grade? Ooh. Fourth grade. I'm, right. I'm thinking it's like sixth grade. I like checked back at the date when it came out. I, it was 94. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So I'd be around that age. But I could yeah. be wrong. So Seems what, about right. What was your first band? So I'm going to back up by saying my list is definitely not all inclusive. Well, mine's so, not really in an order either. Just yeah, the first so, two are kind of more in order. So mine, mine is definitely in order as best I could. But it's also not all-inclusive. There were definitely other bands and songs that were coming up. I'm like, I should really include them, but I didn't end up doing that. So 
I, I changed up my list as I went. I actually added some, removed some as I was making my list. So I was really digging into what got me into the scene when I made this. So there, like I mentioned, there's other bands I definitely could have put in, like Four Years Strong, Every Time I Die, Yellow Card, Story of the Year, and everything that had the, those influential songs that I didn't include here. But my number one is Superman by Goldfinger. I feel like we keep coming back to the song. But without yeah. this song, I wouldn't have been introduced to the early genre bending and melding that they had on that album. Because right. that album, Hang Ups, was very very ska punk mm -hmm. and they had a couple songs that had more like a an undertone of hardcore mixed in so without that song i you know that was definitely number one most influential getting into the scene for me it's a great song and it's on my list <laughs> <laughs> goldfinger is also on my list for the you know the cd hang-ups and superman Tony Hawk Pro Skater all the way. Yep. You kind of, you know, talked about it a little bit, so I don't really need to talk about it, but it is on my list. So scratch that one off my list. Okay. What else do you have? Uh, my other song I have would be Lucky Boy's Confusion, which I've talked about before. Okay. Uh, the Throwing the Game CD. I was introduced to that CD from a friend back in middle school. The, the, the title track is Breaking Rules. And it's just a great song to start with. The, it's very upbeat and powerful. But my all-time favorite song on that record is 4080, which mm -hmm. is kind of funny because it's pretty much about drugs. <laughs> and I wasn't really into drugs or anything ever. <laughs> uh, interesting know. song choice off that album. It's just the, It's just the lyrics and like the beat. It just gets yeah. me wanting to like, I just want to sing it. Because they well, kind of like confusion was really good at that kind of well, yeah, and they kind of do like more of a like rap in a way, but not yeah. really singing. They do right. both, so right. it like it it was really upbeat, and I just love that song. I don't know why. Okay, so my next one is "Hit or Miss" by Newfound Glory. Mm -hmm. So. I have a very vivid memory of hearing the song for the first time and it was introduced to me by a girlfriend in middle school mm. and we actually listened to the whole album but I remember it sticking out and I still remember the first time I listened to it so and of course you know Newfound Glory are like the kings of pop punk so right yeah yep. yeah I mean Newfound Glory is not on my list but they are great I can never remember when bands have a self-titled I think yeah, it, was, it throws though. you off. It, it it always throws me off when I'm trying to remember like a discography. Right. But yeah, Little Things was definitely pinnacle in like high school. And all of a, it just really got me into more punk. And it really made me want to go to Warp Tour for the first time ever. Did they play 03? They did. I think. No. I don't think they did. They played 2002, which is the year that those friends ditched me. So I didn't get to see them then, but Darn. I did. I feel like I saw them in 02 still, though. I'd have to look back on my ticket stub wall. You know what my, my favorite piece of Good Charlotte trivia is? And it has almost nothing to do with Good Charlotte. Yeah. 
on the DVD for the Fall Out Boy B-side album, Andy Hurley states that he's at a pool and some girl asks if he's in a band and he says, yeah, good Charlotte. Ah, Andy Hurley, a Wisconsin native. So my... I don't know why that was Wis- so funny. Yeah, anytime you throw in the Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin references, native, it it throws me off. Um, so my next one is "Bouncing Off the Walls" by Sugar Cult. Well, that's a great song. So not great. So now we're getting into like a little bit of radio playability. Actually, I think "Hit or Miss" was on the radio too, if Probably. I remember correctly. But this really set the stage for me for. They really melded that emo pop punk sound. Yeah. And so this this really started to bring me into it, whereas Hit or Miss was the older Newfound Glory was a little rougher around the edge than it is right. now. So uh, uh, Sugar Cult definitely started rounding that out for me. All right. My next song and band is Simple Plan. No pads, no helmets, just balls. Uh, I'm just a kid. I mean, who can't resonate with that song? I I loved that whole record. I love all their records that they've produced. Uh, but I'm just a kid definitely brings me back to when I first started listening to this stuff in the scene. Yeah, that one stuck with me for a little while as well. I can't say I was a huge Simple Plan fan back then. I like them more now, but. I mean, I had their giant poster on my wall and they did sign, some of them signed it, so. That's awesome. I my... wish I could find pictures of my old bedroom walls oh my gosh so many posters my my 13 year old really likes simple plan at the moment well that's good yeah good music you're doing something right for once (laughs) (laughs) so my next one is a shout out to your one of your earlier ones it's actually boss man by lucky boys confusion ah yeah that's another so this song. song always stuck in my head and once i hear it or listen to it just as it's been all day today it's been stuck in my head i mean it's that record that throwing in the game record is just fabulous yeah and again it's it's blending the ska and pop punk together so that's a huge thing of where i was for probably three four years was the the ska and punk mix of things yeah i mean that's probably lucky boys would probably be the closest thing on the list that i have that would be close to ska yep it's definitely... however i don't have an actual ska band on here so shocking i know uh my next band would be my all-time favorite story of the year imagine that imagine. i mean they can't be number one because they are definitely a little further down in my molding i guess you would say uh but of course page avenue and of course, the song Until the Day I Die, because that's their pinnacle song that most people recognize now. Even people I work with that are younger than me, they're like in their young 20s. I'll be like, don't you know who this band is? And then I play the song and they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Don't make me feel too old. <laughs> But At least I it's mean, recognized. yeah, it is recognized even by the young 20s. Um, until the day I die, though, I mean, everyone, almost everyone has probably heard the song and knows that lyrically it's it's a great song. 
and they'll always play it at their shows. So it's never, it's one of those songs that never gets old. And they give a shout out to that song later on, on the new album. Yes. Right. See, I listened to it. I actually listened to it. Like you can push me. Yeah. The new album though. I'm glad you listened to it. Did you listen to it all? I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. I was jamming while I was making dinner. Which one, which song would be your favorite on that? I know we're getting off topic, but I need to know. So just simply for the nostalgia and the way it resonated, 2005. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one is. It gets you in the feels. It does. It brings me back because I definitely saw them on tour in 2005. And that would have been Awakened Determination tour. And I just remember that. And it's just like, oh, gets me in the feels. But yeah, and the nostalgia. Like, there's a couple songs that really do that, or uh, I probably for most everybody. So, not that I was ever huge into this band, but Rooftops by Mest does it to me every time. Oh, yeah. That's another great song. Yeah. But, we're, man, we could just talk all day about random songs. We really could. So, my next song. But let's get back to topic. <laughs> is Like the Angel by Rise Against. So this was on Tony Hawk's Pro, or no, Tony Hawk's Underground. So it was like 2003, and I think Siren Song released in 2003 as well, if I remember correctly. So this was the first time that there was more of a hardcore mix being pulled into it. Mm -hmm. So it was the, the beginning of my introduce into heavier music. That sounds good. I mean, I like Rise Against, but they're not on my list. Sorry. Probably because no one's a Wisconsin native, right? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> my next uh, band would be Yellow Card. And okay. this is the older one of the older CDs, the one for the kids CD. Record. Yeah. yeah. Uh, October Nights. I, I don't know why. It's just, it's just like the lyrics in that I just they resonate to me like mm -hmm. you know warm October nights it came and cuddled next to me baby Aww. yeah 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 um that's my <laughs> attempt at slightly singing uh that that song definitely uh brought me to like them a lot uh however I know a lot of people probably would consider sure shot kind of the bigger song from them when they released that record and that I also liked as well. But I mean, I can't remember where I heard it first. I wish I could. But I just remember hearing Sure Shot. And then when I listened to that record, it was like, nope, October Nights. I have a lot of records like that, though, where they're like, I was introduced to be a one song and then listen to the album. And this one is way better. Right. So. You fall in love with other songs on the albums more than right. the one that brought you in. Right. So my next one, now, to back up for two seconds, my previous five, in a way, were very tightly tied in with skate culture in one way or another. Yeah. And could be classified as skate punk in one way or another. So the next band is the first one that kind of pulled me out of that. And that's uh, the song Giving Up by Silverstein. So going back to the whole Take Action, Volume 3, this song was on there. And it was my first real introduction to like the emo or screamo genre if you could and again the very first one that i really got into that pulled me out of the whole skate punk 
genre and section of music that I was stuck in for a long time. I feel that. I feel that. That's a good song and a good record. It is. My next one, I'm going to go a little different. I have to put in the band Mainstay. Okay. They were a Christian rock band because for a while, at some point, I got into a lot of Christian rock. I feel like a lot of people did. All of a sudden, there was like a, a, a resurgence at some point or an introduction. I don't know what you would call it, but all of a sudden, it was like, oh, Christian rock. Yeah. Yeah. In the but, early 2000s, it really. Yeah. But yeah. Mainstay's record, Becoming Who You Are, and like just that song, Becoming Who You Are. And it's just the lyrics. I mean, I'm not super religious or anything by all means, but anytime I'm like feeling down in life, sometimes I have to put on the Christian rock and mainstay is definitely one of those bands that I kind of just put on and just listen to the lyrics. And it kind of makes me feel a little better besides, you know, throwing on some Atreyu. (laughs) With that being said, I just picture you throwing out some Atreyu and raging. I don't really rage. I just kind of listen. You don't rage? No, I don't have a mosh pit in my bedroom. Maybe you should work on that. I don't know. It's not big enough. Call, All right. Your call next your husband song. in. <laughs> next. My next song is Chicago So Two Years Ago by Fall Out Boy. So this really got me into the more upbeat pop punk. So the like the previous pop punk I was listening to was probably a little more writing that line of emo and not so upbeat or borderline ska. But this was purely upbeat pop punk. Mm-hmm. The whole Take This to Your Grave album. Oh, yeah. Abs- absolutely blew my mind when I heard it. I love, that. To I love that. I love that record, too. It's a great There's record. Not, yeah, it's I never skip a track on the whole thing. If I had to pick a number one album, it would be that one good yeah yeah all right (laughs) my next song is right side of the bed by atreyu on the the curse album Mm -hmm. i mean atreyu is definitely one of those pinnacle bands that got me listening to other hard music Mm -hmm. i definitely throw that cd on if i'm in a pissed off mood (laughs) i don't know what it is if I'm just mad and angry about something, I'm like, it's an Atreyu kind of time right now. Gotta do it. Whatever gets you through. All right. Back at you. Uh, so the next one is somebody that you really don't like, and it is the song A Decade Under the Influence by Taking Back Sunday. But So I have very vivid... So I did not get on the Taking Back Sunday train until... Because I... I had never listened to the Tell All Your Friends album. And I came on with Where You Want to Be. And I have a very vivid memory of being introduced, just like Newfound Glory, a very vivid memory. I was introduced by an ex-girlfriend, again, ironic, on, it it must have been like 10, 11 o'clock at night, in the middle of summer, she was smoking a cigarette. She put on the new Taking Back Sunday album, and that's, all I remember, and at that point, I loved Taking Back Sunday. It just resonated with me immediately, which she obviously loved them too, but 
that got me into them almost immediately. Yeah. Just chilling on the loading dock that I used to skate. Nice. What's your next one? I think my next one is my last one. If I've counted correctly. Yep, because you crossed off Superman. I did. I already talked about it. Ahead of schedule. Uh, The Used is my next band. And Taste of Ink, which is on their Mm self-titled record that came out in 2001. I remember when I was working at Kmart, it was 2001. And I was like, I'm going to buy this CD. It looks cool. And so I bought the CD and I was like, damn, this is fabulous. Ever since, I mean, I've, I've always loved to used, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely their first record. I feel like it was their most well-known and explosive record. Yeah. And, and everyone remembers stuff from that record. I don't know so much about their newer stuff because I kind of lost some interest in them because the sound kind of didn't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe why I stopped kind of listening to them, but for sure that that definitely helped throw me into the emo scene a little more and got yeah. me started. I had so that's actually one of the ones I had removed from my list, but it wasn't the taste of ink. It was uh buried myself alive. Yeah. I mean that's a great song that, too. Yeah. That whole record's just great. It is. It took me again, the used was one of the bands that it took me a while to come around on. So I knew a lot of people that were listening to them and I just couldn't get into it. And then it just clicked one day. Right. I mean, I th- actually, I think a coworker was like, you should listen to this. And so I bought it. So thank you, coworker. Dang, all the emos working at Kmart. It wasn't even emo. <laughs> so I have two left and I'm going to run through them really quick. Uh, so the first one is It's Dangerous Business Walking Out Your Front Door by Under Oath. Mm-hmm. so that whole song just the blend of it started to blend the lines right for me it started to get me a little bit more in a heavier music and hardcore and i guess they would have been considered post-hardcore mm-hmm. metalcore who the heck knows these days well they were also christian yeah they were so i actually i mean i was a poor college kid back in the day and i couldn't afford any of the merch so i purposely went out I bought black t-shirts and put bleach in a spray bottle and spray painted it to lighten the color and then very carefully stenciled on lyrics. Nice. And made my own under oath shirt. Very DIY of you. I know, right? So my very last one is Wake the Dead by Comeback Kid. I was very resistant. And I think I covered this on the introduction one as to how I got into like heavier music, but I was very resistant to heavy music for a very long time and wake the uh wake the dead by comeback kid was probably the song that finally got me to push like pushed me into bands like obviously comeback kid and every time i die in between buried in me and they pushed me into finally expanding that last subgenre that i hadn't really explored yet yeah so that is the end of my list and that's the end of my list is so that I the guess, end of this podcast? I think that's the end of this episode. We just want to thank our listeners for listening. And please, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it on. And like our Facebook and our Instagram pages, please. And also and TikTok coming soon. 
TikTok is coming soon and please spread the news on our podcast. We'd love to have more listeners and followers just so we can get what we want to say out to the public. And as always, we'll see you next time. Bye.